Hello and welcome to Enspectec, the Olympus NDT podcast. My name is Emily Peloquin and I want to thank you for tuning in today. This podcast is all about NDT and about the incredible people that work in our industry. I've been in this industry for just over a decade now, and I'm still amazed by the incredible people that I get to work with and how tightly connected this community is. On this show, have the chance to welcome experts from the field to chat about everything and anything, from challenging applications to new trends and even tips and tricks on how to improve your NDT game. I hope you'll enjoy the unique insight that our guests are sharing with us and that it will inspire others to also want to help in making this world a safer place. Today on the show, I had the pleasure to discuss with Marybeth Michelli. Marybeth is the president of Michelli Infrastructure Consulting, a company she started in 2010 that helps owner and emerging technology providers to work together to solve industry problems in the transportation infrastructure world. She is also the co-founder and principal of the WeNDT Marketing Network. Today, you'll learn how Marybeth didn't just stumble upon NDT, but how she made a beeline for it, and also how she still strives to contribute to the NDT community. So without further ado, let's listen to Marybeth Michelli. So Marybeth, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you, Emily, for inviting me. This is great. And especially if I can say, so I have first question before we really talk about NDT, how's your ankle? <laughs> <laughs> so my ankle is extremely sprained and swollen and oh. bruised, it's like all so the colors of the rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, teaching Taekwondo over Zoom, uh, being that we're still in quarantine here in California. And... Um, I did a jump flying sidekick and just landed improperly. And so I gave my students a really great lesson about how not to land when you (laughs) do a jump flying sidekick. (laughs) Oh, that's what not to do, kids. (laughs) (laughs) But that's amazing. Yeah, when you told me about that taekwondo, I was was just really impressed. So, uh, but yes, uh, too too bad for your ankle. I I really uh, wish you'll recover quickly. Thank you. All right. So um, jumping into a more NDT subject, uh, I always like to start at the very beginning of things. So uh, I know you have a, you know, a very impressive career. You've done a lot of things, but I was curious just on how, how did you get started on NDT? How did you even heard about NDT? Well, I am one of those very strange people who started in NDT when I was 18. Um, I actually wrote my college entrance essay on the bridges in the United States and how we need to repair them because we can't Mm. keep building new bridges and we need to inspect them and find out what repairs to do. And that was actually before I knew what NDT was. And the day before I started at Johns Hopkins University, I read an article by Bob Green um, who talked about how People could test bridges and find out what the problems were um, other than just using visual inspection. And so at the time I was a civil engineering major and about 
three weeks into the year, I went to visit Bob Green. He was the head of the Center for Non-Destructive Evaluation at Johns Hopkins. Yeah, okay. And I lo- knocked on his door and they sort of blew me off. They said, well, you know, you're a freshman and he only has materials science engineers who can work for him. And mm. so I went and changed my major and I came back. <laughs> really? Wow. That's, <laughs> that's convincing after that. <laughs> and I, I knocked on the door again and I said, I changed my major. I, this is exactly what I want to do. I find it fascinating. Can I please, please work for Dr. Green? Wow. And um, so, so they let me um, start in a laboratory and I was doing eddy current inspection of Uh, cylinder liners from General Motors and of Shimano bike cranks and then we worked on some microwave testing and um, some ultrasonics testing and it was really amazing work to be able to be exposed to that so early on in my career um, that I was able to do some really more high-level research as a senior um, and give presentations to, to at conferences. They held a conference at Johns Hopkins, and I was the only undergraduate who gave a presentation. And uh, it was just so exciting about what what could be done non-destructively to to make sure that all of these uh, components that nobody really thinks about to make sure that they were safe for use for people. And, That's right. Uh, yeah. So it was it was a really phenomenal career, um, even just at Johns Hopkins, and that's where I met Glenn Washer, who was doing his PhD there, and he uh, allowed me to do my internship at the Federal Highway Administration at their what they were developing at the time was the NDE lab there, and okay. so I was able to work at the lab just as it was opening. Oh wow! So it's very the very beginning of the program, uh, NDT program there. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. So, uh, un- unlike most other people, where they usually just fall into NDT, mm-hmm. I read about it and said, "This is what I want to do," and I just held on and didn't let go. <laughs> you went straight for it. That's great. Yeah, that's uh, that's it's true. Usually, people just stumble across it and okay, I guess I'll stay here. But you knew exactly what you wanted. That's great, <laughs> and uh, kept persisting. That's that's really good. And so after that, what was the the second uh, second opportunity there? What, what uh, where did you go after that? NDT related still. So from there, I actually went on to grad school at Virginia Tech and worked with Dr. Jack Duke there um, and he was doing non-destructive testing there and he had an opportunity to do infrared thermography of FRP bridge decks and uh, to, to look at bridge deck yeah so fiber reinforced fiber reinforced polymer bridge decks okay um, well, so they were going to make composite bridge decks to see okay. how well they held up um, how ruggedized they could get them but in order to evaluate the bridge decks for real use we needed mm-hmm. to find a way to inspect them of so course, yeah. we used infrared thermography to look at delaminations and disc bonds between various components um, Very interesting and then from there I moved to New York I'm originally from New Jersey and I got a position with Lucius Pitkin 
and they had a position for a material science engineer there doing metallurgy and failure analysis as well as they needed a quality assurance manager and so I got to work in NDT and metallurgy and even some structural health monitoring at the time with some strain gauging. I've got a really great background in um, all sorts of dis- different aspects of the business. Mm. And in New York, there's so much to work on, right? So I worked on trains and I worked on the antenna of the Empire State Building. Oh, and wow. I worked on the George Washington Bridge and the Verrazano Narrows Bridge and Um, There was just so much to be able to work on, jet fuel tanks, everything um, that NDT touches in the New York area. I was able to do it um, during my time there, which was really great. What was your most uh, impressive or, or, you know, the the one that stuck with you uh, the most, uh, the the, uh, application that uh, stayed with you? So I actually started with them in January of 2001. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we were about four blocks north of the World Trade Center. Oh, my. And um, so we were all there that day. But we started working as part of the structural engineering, um, structural engineers of New York team that worked at the site starting the following week on uh, recovery efforts and, and then rebuilding. So... What an experience. Well, that must have been. Yeah. Yes. So to be able to help ensure the safety of the NYPD and the FDNY and all the construction workers um, to make sure that the buildings were stable so that there weren't any con- accidents after the fact mm-hmm. um, with, yeah. with, you know, residual collapses. That was that was a really um, important job for me. For sure. Certainly, yeah. Well, making a, a safer world—that's uh, that takes a lot of meaning there too. But I, so I, I stopped you. But to, so, uh, so after after this, uh, where where did you head? Uh, was it? Um, what, what was your next NDT expert experience after that? So actually, I started working on some emerging technologies while I was at Lucius Pitkin. And when I moved on to my next job, which was with Sam Schwartz Engineering, mm-hmm. they're more of a transportation engineering firm. So I was able to work on the transportation plan and engineering for the New York Mets when they were building their really? new stadium. Oh, yeah. really? That's another very interesting application. <laughs> That's great. So that was really cool um, because I, I grew up a huge Mets fan. And, and um, so I got to sort of meld all of my interests there, which was really um, great. But um, I continued to work on some of the emerging technologies that I had started working on at Lucius Pitkin. Mm, okay. And eventually, those were unique sensors that were like EKG patches, but for bridges, and they were EKG, able to tell... EKG, I'm not familiar with that. I'm sorry, can you, uh, for, for oh. me and maybe other listeners? <laughs> so EKG patches are usually for your heart. Um, okay. And they look at electrical signals, electric signals that would tell you whether there's a problem with your heart. Oh, I see. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, but these would go on a bridge mm-hmm. and in, in fracture-critical locations, and they would tell you whether or not a crack 
was present and growing in that. So location. structural health uh, monitoring, basically. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So eventually, I um, they needed a chief operating officer. They were a startup, and they were out here in Los Angeles, and so. I thought, wow, I'm going to move out to Los Angeles for a few years, help get this company going, and uh, then I'll move back to the East Coast. And uh, my husband and I totally fell in love with Los Angeles when we moved out here. <laughs> and, and so you're still still there? We are still here. We, there you go. <laughs> we absolutely love it. Um, That's great. So then I was the chief operating officer of that company um, for a number of years. But what happened was I kept going to meet with owners and uh, asset owners and mm -hmm. various different officials at departments of transportation. And I realized that they really didn't know a lot about structural health monitoring. And this mm -hmm. was, you know, back in 2007, 2008. And so eventually, in 2010, the startup was still having some, started having some financial issues, and I thought, you know, this is the time. I really would like to start an independent consulting firm that really helps owners and manufacturers of structural health monitoring and advanced NDT help them speak the same language. Mm -hmm. Because often you had scientists on one side that were building and manufacturing very cool technologies, and they would tell you all about the technology. Yeah. And then you would have Department of Transportation engineers who just want to know what is the data you're going to provide me and how is that going to help That's me right. make decisions. They know their problem, but they don't necessarily know the solutions. And yeah, the, to, uh, to speak the same language can be... Uh can definitely be tricky that's that's a great idea exactly so in 2010 we just celebrated our 10-year anniversary um, so in 2010 I formed my own Michelli infrastructure consulting firm and we really worked to bridge that gap between the two different groups um, we wrote scopes of work for departments of transportation so they would get a really good idea about um, how to use a technology and how to write a scope of work and spec it out so you get the actionable data that you need. And we helped manufacturers talk about what it's what the worth is of their technology to people in the bridge industry where they're only required to do visual inspection really. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting learning curve about how to get those groups to talk to each other, but uh, we really had a lot of success in incorporating emerging technologies from other industries, generally aerospace or nuclear, and what we called parallel technology transfer. Okay, and we with... would take them from other industries because generally the bridge industry is a little more conservative, a little further behind in adopting technologies. I see. Okay. And we would take them from other industries and put them in this industry. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it became a very successful firm and, and still is. We're still actively working in the space and, and trying to help uh, bridge owners adopt structural health monitoring and use it in a really smart and efficient manner that's great yeah and so yeah you've been doing it for 10 years so it must uh 
must be doing okay. Yes. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> must have been needed. There must have been a, a, a place for it in our industry. That's for sure. That's for that's sure. amazing. Yeah. But I know I know you for that you have another company as well, a second company, uh, more on the marketing of NDT, right? So we NDT. Can you talk a little bit about that other company of yours? Yes. So that is super exciting. So. Four years ago, um, I had received a phone call from a colleague of mine, Michelle Harnish, and she had been doing marketing for a startup firm. And uh, her background is really in international business and marketing of high tech uh, in the high tech sector. But uh, she had come into NDT, and the startup she was working for ended up closing abruptly. And she said, Well, I can go back into high tech or I could stay in NDT and she really loved NDT and you know the people and the technologies and the mission of the whole industry is just so invigorating for people that mm -hmm. she really felt that as well so she said let's let's make something that nobody else has done let's do something that'll be transformative for the industry and help the industry move forward Um, so we founded the WeNDT Marketing Network, and we really have spent the last four years helping companies craft their message, mm -hmm. bring very modern and fresh visuals to what they're doing, and also be able to interact um, on social media, at conferences in a very um, in, a, in a very smooth manner where people all over the industry are getting education mm, from each yeah. other versus just selling to each other. Right, right, right. Oh, that's great. And, and I, I saw also that uh, on social media you had a, a hashtag trend, you know, well, actually, Two, I guess they're they're working together. But you had the Y I N D T, and you had also the hashtag Unsung Heroes. Um, what was the uh, the objective of of this uh, this trend, and and what was the outcome that you saw from it? So, so that's a great question. Uh, so about six years ago, I I was about 15 years into my career, and I mm -hmm. thought. I am really tired of telling people what NDT is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm constantly, people ask me what I do and I tell them and they go, uh-huh. <laughs> yes, so, I feel you. <laughs> and so I, uh, I thought, well, how, how do we figure this out? How do we explain mm -hmm. what NDT is, but in a smart, fun way that not only explains what it is, Mm -hmm. but why it's so important. Yeah, because most and, people are exposed to it, actually. You know, they don't know, but when they take, you know, they take a, a flight or they, they cross a bridge or they, you know, whatever they're, they're doing, usually it, uh, there's NDT behind it. Literally everything. Everything mm -hmm. yeah. is touched with NDT. So it's so important for people to understand what it is and that these are people saving other people's lives every day. Yeah. yeah. And so... What I tried to do was put together this hashtag, YINDT, yeah. so that each person at the conference, and I went around um, in various different parts of the country, 
and I made these signs so people could really speak to why they got into NDT and mm -hmm. what it means to them. And so we had some people say, you know, because the military made me, right? <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> and then we had some people say, because I'm dedicated to saving lives. Um, oh, wow. You know, I put on my sign for my children because we're saving lives and it, mm -hmm. to make the place a make the world a better place for, for the next generation. Mm -hmm. So um, it was really a lot of fun, but also very meaningful for people. Um, you know, we had even some people talked about how they, they tested uh, indie cars for racing. Oh, and, cool. <laughs> um, so it was, it was a really great campaign. And, and I made sure that under the hashtag YINDT, it also said hashtag unsung heroes, because that's really what people in NDT are. They are unsung heroes. Nobody knows about them, but they are saving lives. And so I thought it was important to get that message out there. And, yeah. and along that vein, we, I've continued that mission throughout my career. And just this past month, uh, Michelle and I, through WeNDT, we launched what's called NDT Now. And that's yeah. ndtnow.com. It's a new site that takes the highlights, carefully curated content from all over the industry and the sectors that NDT serves, puts it in one place, really brings the community together to look in one place and say, oh, these are the highlights from the industry. These are the stories that are important to me. And then we also included some original content about, you know, how to have better digital impact during this COVID time and mm -hmm. um, podcasts with some of the industry legends, um, as well as podcasts on uh, NDT business and management. So mm -hmm. really with the goal of helping all of the NDT community succeed, move forward and gain more exposure so that people understand what it is that we do and why it's so important. Yeah, and it's a, there's a, a ton of great content on, on your website, by the way, and we'll put a, a link in the show notes, but uh, uh, it's ndtnow.com, and there's just there's just a, a lot of very valuable uh, applicative and you know just uh, it's a great information so uh, yeah we'll make sure we put uh, we put a link to your website so uh, so everybody that are listening can uh, check it out Thank you. and you're also involved in uh, quite a bit in the community uh, the, the, from serving on uh, on the board of directors uh, for American Society of non the non-destructive testing, ASNT. Um, you've been also chair for uh, their infrastructure committee, and you also got an award for the youngest ASNT uh, fellow, which uh, you, you still are as of today, right? <laughs> well, yes, the, it was just the fellow award. I just always like to tell people that I'm the youngest, but that I will be losing <laughs> that title later this year but uh you know, i guess that's what we want overall you know exactly. we want to make sure that the, the industry uh, well, we have new new recruit uh new people coming in exactly but i i you know while i can i got to take the the title of youngest of because course, i'm yeah. no longer young <laughs> <laughs> and so why um why do you think it's important to be uh, active and, and present in these kinds of uh, of committees so 
this is such a good question because so I started being involved with ASNT and other professional societies back when I was in college um, because I had already felt that the industry had given me such exciting projects to work on that any way that I could contribute to the overall industry, I should. But more than that, you know, there's so many people, reasons why people get involved with ASNT. You know, one of the reasons is even just for business contacts, right? If you're doing business development or yeah. um, you need advice, mm-hmm. going to a section meeting is a great place to get that. But the networking alone is not, you know, not the end all of getting involved in these associations. It's really, it's to move the whole industry forward. Um, maybe you get a mentor there. Maybe you start mentoring other people. And the great yeah. thing about NDT is that you're always learning. There's always a new technology to learn or a new method or a new technique mm. or um, a new, just a new way of doing things. And so people in, who are in NDT are constantly learning and have a love for learning. And by being involved with the professional society, you're getting technical knowledge, you're getting business knowledge, and, and you're learning more about other people and what they do in the industry. I should also mention I'm on the board of NDTMA, which is the NDT Management yeah. Association. Okay, and yeah. that, uh, that one specifically talks about business and financing and really helps people who have started their own NDT business or who are managing an NDT business. Mm. It helps them succeed, which I think is so, so important especially in an industry where you have a lot of level threes who then go out and form their own company, right? So they maybe don't have any sort of business background. And all of these places are places to learn about how to succeed in your own business, but also how to make the industry better and succeed and get the word out about NDT. So I, I have never regretted being a part of these professional societies that that we have in NDT it's I think it's hugely important and on top of everything else you form lifelong friendships yeah with really great people yeah Um, it is such a small industry and and so you know there's there's definitely pros to that and that's how close the the community can be yeah exactly that's great you mentioned also uh, that you know it's a it's a great place for to find or to yeah to meet mentors. Did you have any uh, of your own any people that inspired you professionally or 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 personally? Wow, there are so many, but <laughs> um, and I know I already mentioned Bob Green, but there's yeah. there's that Bob Green had such a passion for NDE. He has such a passion for teaching people and um, mentoring students that being able to work with him for even just the short four four short years, Mm -hmm. he really uh, shaped how I thought about NDE research and the NDT industry. Um, And then during that time, I also worked with Boro Georgievic, who was a great mentor of mine and helped uh, sort of shape how my research thoughts 
on NDE move forward and, and where to go next, which is when what brought me to Jack Duke at Virginia Tech. And um, Jack has been a mentor throughout my career. Um, obviously during my thesis work at Virginia Tech, but then throughout my career, we've been on the same committees and we've always talked about how to get structural health monitoring more accepted into the industry. And, and um, so we've, we've worked together for, gosh, probably close to 20 years now. <laughs> so, um, so he's been a great mentor. And then um, along with him, there's uh, Bill Vaya, who I used to call, I used to refer to myself as his shadow. I would just follow him around <laughs> ASNT meetings and conferences and just sort of try to soak up all the knowledge. That yeah, try to learn by osmosis as we're, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> If I stay close, maybe I'll get a few uh, uh, brilliant ideas too. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And he really had such a background on fabrication of bridges and inspection for that, which wow. I knew nothing about. So it was always, there's always a great collaboration between um, people. But when I was running the infrastructure committee, I had Jack and Bill um, and Glenn Washer on my committee. And so I felt almost like an imposter running this meeting. <laughs> and I had all of the industry legends just sitting there. Um, but it was really great experience for me. And um, we really helped resurrect that committee and move it forward. Um, but I should also mention that I think one of the biggest influences and mentors in my life was my mother. Um, mm. Not on the NDT side, but Uh, she was always a career woman and uh, showed me that even in a male-dominated industry, you can always do, uh, you can always achieve, and, and if you work hard, you'll be recognized for your efforts, and um, you never let, never give up, never let anybody tell you that you're not good enough. Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, so, um, I mean... She was not in NDT. In fact, she still probably doesn't understand exactly what I do. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> It's partially for that the why I NDT, right? To explain it to friends and family. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Neither of my parents understand. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's great, and it's true that that's something we really haven't touched base on. But um, you know, that's one thing we have in common is that we are women in a very um, highly uh, male dominated the industry and uh, and so it does uh, i'm sure it brought some challenges but overall um how do you feel like the industry is uh, has been treating you let's say uh has it been hard to to pierce through that uh that uh, that difference let's say i would say so so first i'll give you some numbers because i am an engineer so in 1977 <laughs> when i was mm -hmm. born um There were 3% women in NDT. 3%, okay. And currently, there is 4%. Drum roll. 4%? Are you, what? 4% as of 4%. 2020. Oh, my. 4%. So, I have no clue. I mean, you know, we see it <laughs> in trade shows and in, in you know, out there in, when we are uh, traveling or going most companies it's true that it's uh it's it's fairly low i was expecting maybe 15 or 20 but four <laughs> percent oh that's sad 
Yeah, and that's uh, so. A few years ago, I started a LinkedIn page that's mm -hmm. all. Um, it's for women in NDT, and anybody can join. But it really, um, it's there to support each other, and to have a place where people can ask questions. And I try to put up some inspirational stories to keep yeah. people moving forward because. Frankly, there are a lot of challenges with being a woman in NDT. You get asked extremely inappropriate questions mm -hmm. at interviews. And um, I even went to an interview once where the interviewer tried to kiss me at the end oh, of the interview. Oh my God, wow, how to um, read the room. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh, uh, so it, it's been, there's been a lot of challenges, but- That's insane. I am one of those people who just, I don't ever give up. Mm -hmm. and when I see a yeah. problem, I just try to fix it. So yeah. that's why we made the LinkedIn group. And then we went ahead and made the committee under a section operations council at ASNT. We now have mm -hmm. a women, women's outreach committee um, along with a veterans outreach committee, which was another area where ASNT has traditionally struggled to recruit Okay, yeah. Um, so, and then hopefully at the annual conference, we'll be having a women in NDT reception. Okay, yeah. And then the committee is putting together a leadership track during the conference. So as uh, running parallel with the technical track, talking about leadership skills, interviewing skills, um, communication skills, leading a team, how that all works. So we're really hoping that the younger generation will have some resources at the ASNT conference to talk specifically about how to be a leader in NDT and how to develop some of those skills. That is great. Yes, that's that's very uh, important, in my opinion, to just uh, help as much as we can in that, uh, in that sense because it's, uh, yeah, it, it not only it's a industry that we that most people don't know much about but even more so for women and that just that number that four percent i mean that's 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 ridiculous that we're still there today um, yeah that's so i know that uh, the american society of uh, mechanical engineers are trying really hard as well to uh, uh to create some events of that nature uh, but that it's good to know that more closely uh, we're we're doing it uh, for the ndt industry as well We'll, we'll try to put a, uh, a link also uh, from your LinkedIn page. Uh, what's the name again? Can you repeat the name of uh, your... On LinkedIn, it's Women in NDT. So if you okay. search on LinkedIn, Women in NDT, it comes up. It's got a little thing that says WIN because it's a great acronym. And we <laughs> that, all love acronyms. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, we do. There's so many. <laughs> great. That's, that's really good to know. Thank you for sharing this. All right, Mary Beth. Well, I won't take much longer. I know that you are a busy woman, so I, I will respect your time. But thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. I really appreciated our conversation. Hope I'll have you on the show again, if that's possible. And that would be great. Thank you so much. And best and of luck with this. Thank you. And I will also uh, wish you a very quick recovery for your angle. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> Oh, I just really love chatting with Mary Beth, a very inspiring woman. At the time of this recording, it wasn't official yet, but Mary Beth 
won the ASNT Advancement of Women in NDT Recognition Award for 2020. A very well-deserved award, I'm sure. I hope this episode was inspiring to you. Please give us your feedback in the comments or email us at podcast at olympus.com. In the meantime, stay safe out there and thank you for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode of Inspect Tech, the Olympus NDT podcast. Bye for now.